Ahoy Voyagers. This episode was recorded a while ago, long before the current pandemic situation, just like the previous um, beer-related episode that we did. I just want to say that up front, we are still social distancing. I hope you are, all are as well. I hope you're enjoying the echo-ridden recordings of our quarantine episodes. I promise the next quarantine episode released will not have any echo. Um, I have it on my machine right now, and uh, it sounds wonderful. So um, this one is back to some local stuff from Secatog. Uh, our friend Pete st- stuck around to try some of these beers and um, I hope you enjoy. Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-Tastic Voyage. I'm Kevin, and we've kept Pete for another episode. Hooray! Yeah, I can't find the door. Well, that's because intentionally. <laughs> There's so many doors down here. For a little place, it has a lot of doors. This yeah. is true. We put you in the grow room. It's like the size of my living room, and it has four times as many doors. It does. It does. absolutely does. And about 4,000 times as many cave crickets. Yes. That's where we're going to lock Pete later, with the cave crickets. Yes. And Jake, if he's If you open that door and look that way, they all just turn and look at you. Couple of them flash gang. For reals. They tell you to get the fuck out? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but it's just their face says it. Like that scene in Men in Black when they're all in the coffee room. Like, yeah, what's up? Yeah, basically. That's very much accurate. Yeah. Very accurate. I I have glue traps back there I haven't looked at in like two months. They're probably like stuck on top of each other. No, they eat the ones that are dead. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's exciting. So you're feeding, so you're keeping them going in like a uh, soil and green kind of way. (laughs) It's very cool. (laughs) That's awesome. That's exciting. So, does that also taste like a New England IPA with uh, uh, sumac and Thai chilies? Possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Have you been watering them with that stuff? I don't know. Um, today is going to be more of a classic episode. We've got a local brewery, and it's new, and we've barely been there. And this is really exciting for me. I actually am like, I'm very happy that to get a chance to do an episode that is almost like what our mission statement was like let's go to all the breweries and drink the new beers yes so we have beers from Secatog Brewing Company which is out of West Islip New York it's uh, on Union Boulevard it's uh, just off of uh, Higby Lane over there really easy to get to right near uh, Deer Park Avenue and just to start off I gotta say that their tasting room beautiful it is gorgeous I like it to a Chipotle before like it has that bright vibe to it like yeah you know, very inviting. I mean, they definitely took what was a warehouse space that has, you know, double height ceilings, and it's really wide open and bright and very comfortable. And also want to start off with a big shout out to Mike in the tasting room, who was extremely helpful and pleasant and did a great job filling the crowlers and did all the things that he was supposed to do very right. So cheers to you, Mike. Out to the beginning. Um so a little bit about Secatog Brewing Company. They opened up really uh, about a year, year and a half ago. Um, May 2019, they opened the doors. And they it's two brothers. Um, Tom Srubinski is the brewer on the side, and Ken kind of does the business stuff. And to be honest, that's about all that's on their website. 
it's that. They don't really go into the details. I don't think they were two buddies who decided who liked craft beer that decided to start brewing, which is the story for every other oh, craft yeah. brewery in the in the we, world. We learned that quickly, Pete. That like we would read the uh, histories of, and it would be like these two friends met in college and realized they could make beer. Like that's literally how every fucking brewery is. We, we've given up on researching and just decided to ad lib it, and we're about seventy eight percent accurate doing that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. Um, Kudos to them. They have a five-barrel brew house going on right there. And I got a chance to talk with Ken for a couple minutes while I was there picking up the beers. And Ken said that they are currently work. They're still doing mobile canning, but canning should be coming soon for some releases. And they are working on getting into some uh, some 10-barrel fermenters so that way they can double batch it and start to run those, uh, those cans out. Badass. So that's... I would say their goal is pro- this is pure speculation, but I would say before the end of the year they are probably going to be pulling that off. Yeah, so we I'm were, excited for that. We were there for uh, the LIBME January meeting, and it was a very well attended meeting. And on top of the fact that all the beers that we had were extremely, extremely good, yes. um, I would like. I'm definitely want to go back. They're, they, they're another place that had a, a fair bit of selection on the board. Like it wasn't a limited board by any means, or even really a seasonal board. It just had right. kind of one of everything. Yeah. It was like, hey, look at that. So Eight tap handles and six RIPAs. Right. So on the board, they had ten items. Um, they had... Um, I'm just going to run down it real quick. They had a stout, a double, a cream ale, um, a double dry hop New England, uh, a hibiscus IPA, another double hopped New England, a California Common, a cherry blonde, an imperial pastry stout and a milk stout, so they really kind of cover the whole spread there. Yeah, and luckily I got a chance to try. Like I said, Mike was uh, very generous and um, was help help me out. Let me try about half of them or six of them before I uh, decided. I knew right off the bat that the double was going to be one that we tried, so I got that without tasting it. But the other two that we do have here, I uh, I did try before, so I will let you know on that one. Um, I'm just going to read off some of the ones that we talked about that they had. So um, they had one called Slay Queen, but it's Slay like a sleigh ride. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and it's a milk stout at 6.6%, and it was a peppermint and dark chocolate. Oh, yes. I had and that one. The we peppermint there. was super strong in that. But their descriptors on their bo- on their menu are fantastic. It just says, "Yes, Queen Slay," <laughs> so, you know. And then you know the holidays are officially over, but blah blah blah. But the spirit lives on in the peppermint mocha, um, you know, milk, lactose milk stout. Um, that one was it, the peppermint was really aggressive. That was a real favorite from everyone in January, like everyone who had it. I, I can't stand peppermint, so I just took a little sip, and I, I, it was a really well-constructed beer that I, I couldn't drink more than that just because of my aversion yes. to peppermint. Um, let's see. I also had their, uh, their one called Cherry Emoji, which is a, a cherry blonde, which they said had tart and sweet cherries in there. And Justin's uh, taking business calls. Hold on. Not a problem. Do, 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 do. Oh, important. Oh, pizza's here. Pizza's here. You guys... Like, come to some little spot. I think you're talking into a microphone you turned off. I did. I did. That's true. I'm back. Hi, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Episode two. Not I'm excited even... about pizza. Fuck everyone. Okay. So hungry. So I'm going to go get the pizza. They're going to handle this, and then we're going to take a very short hiatus while we shove uh, pizza food into our face. I like that plan. Okay, I'll be right back. All right. So quick, uh, I'll quick, ooh. I'll quick go through you a couple spill, of the other beers. You your beer on the board, so we're good. Yeah. 
I'll talk about a couple of the other beers that they had on tap. That uh, and you guys tell me like kind of what your thoughts are on that flavor profile. Um, Pete, what's your feelings on cherries? Are you a cherry fan? I'm all right with cherries. Yeah. So this they had one called a cherry blonde that didn't have a very. It said tart and sweet cherries, but the tart wasn't really present that much. But I think uh, like a kind of light cherry flavor you might get a kick out of. Okay. Mark, you're you're usually behind cherry too. Yeah. No, I like cherry. That the was one better. Yeah. Um, they, this was one that was really good. They called it uh, No Wind, No Waves, a California Common, which was really delightful. Mark, can you give a quick reminder of what a California Common is? A California Common is uh, very... It's a one of... It's like the first like distinctly American like craft beer style. Mm-hmm. And it's characterized by... Um, I forget it, it. I forget exactly what caramel malt that goes into it, but it's it's very specific. It's got to have this caramel malt in it, and it's got to use Northern Brewer hops, which have a very woody flavor. And like, you got to have those things in order for it to be a California common. So, Pete, to kind of translate that into some English for you. Um, because I understand like that, like if you're not, if you're not really familiar with beer like that, that descriptor, like kind of, I kind of ha- saw some glaze go over your eyes there for Thanks, a second. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you tried the porter that Justin made in the last episode. Yeah. And that had a very rich, had a very deep flavor, stronger flavor to it. Yeah. A California common has a little bit more of a lighter toast flavor. So if you think of the difference between like when you get really over toasted bread or just that like perfectly toasty bread, yeah, the California common is a light, but is a light brown beer that has just a little bit of that toasting flavor to it. So it tastes like, like bread. Um, yeah, there is some kind of bready notes to it, which is a descriptor that actually is used a lot in beer. Like it, it has a very medium body to it. It's a really nice, easy drinking beer on that one. All right. Um, is that what we have here? No, we don't have that one here. I almost went for it, but I I liked these other two better, so I went with these two. Um, the, they had a hibiscus, uh, a pink hibiscus IPA, which I thought was okay, but that hibiscus flavor can sometimes be a little sharp. And it's a, like a, it can be really flowery too, in like yeah. a bad way. Yeah, it, like it, how like when you put your whole face into a bouquet of flowers and you smell it. I'm me, back, by the way. To me, it's more it's more similar to when someone with very floral perfume walks by you, oh, yeah. and you can taste it in the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. Like that's not pleasant at all. Um, the New Drip Double New England IPA we have, and we're going to try that one. And the Universal Stout we also have as well. But the last one that I wanted to mention was the Nonpareil uh, Universes, which was their collect, which they did with the, uh, Brewers, the Brewers Collective, Collective, which was an Imperial Pastry Stout, which was uh, a lot of chocolate flavor. Yeah, and um, it was really interesting. But at, and at ten percent, it was going to fucking like kick your ass. Yeah, and that's the, the one they added the Toblerone bars to for the Cast Fest. Um, with Toblerone being milk's chocolate. Um, I could see how it might add another layer of flavor to it, but I'm still... It was a really aggressively intense dark chocolate kind of flavor that went with it. Did yeah. they run so, the tasting glass with the uh, sprinkles? No, they did not. They did not. He, I didn't really get a real taster. I got like the very... I got the, the oh, medicine yeah, cup yeah, taste. Yeah. 
Would, would you get that on there if you no. ordered it? No, me neither. I, I liked uh, I'm a fat motherfucker, and I love me some chocolate, but that's like an unnecessary. I, I, thing I liked for me. some of the discourse in like the hand grenades club because somebody posted a picture of it. Yeah. And a bunch of people were like, "What the fuck is that? Oh, that?" I wrote, I wrote, I put what period the period fuck period. That's what I wrote. <laughs> so and everyone thought I thought it was amazing, and I'm like, "No, it's terrible. I would yeah. never do that." So I think how uh, fat do you think I am? I think that's a good spot to pause for uh, for pizza. Yes, we shall we shall return. Time out. One. All right. Pizza time is over. It was delicious. Yay! And as far as you're concerned, it was only about two seconds worth of time. Um, so we're gonna dive into the beers that we have here today. I got three of the crowlers from them, and the first one that we have is called Double Yo W B A B. All right, baby. Um, it is a double. It comes in at 7.5% ABV, and their line is, What's up? I'm a double. I have notes of banana nuts, banana runts, and caramelized figs. I love working on my 74 Camaro Z28. The Islanders and I finish off with a, mad, a mild dryness to balance out my initial sweetness. Sabbath rules, and I am W-B-A-B. Now I get it. <laughs> Once I finally read the whole thing, I went, oh, that's what they were going for. The WBAB. Radio station, WBAB. 102.3 WBAB. This is Fingers here, rocking you solid through your work day. Actually, on the table over there <coughs> is a hat. A for WBAB, WBAB hat that yeah. I got when I played in the WBAB Blue Balls golf outing. Yes. It's a golf outing held in the middle of December. Yeah, so it's every year. fucking freezing. Yeah. And last there, there are strippers and shots on every hole. That's amazing. <laughs> they have an ice luge on like every other hole. So like, and strippers are literally pouring you shots through uh, f- both phallic and uh, la- lady. It's got to be a giant penis, right? It's well, there's, there's a penis, and then there's the the boobs too. Like you get to shoot through the boobs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go. I was gonna say you could make a vulva slide one. That would work. <laughs> 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 Justin was not ready for that one at all. It was not the V word I was expecting. <laughs> Sorry, it was it was so anatomically correct that I, I just I got stunned by it. Um, all right, so I did not try this one at the brewery. Okay, um, because I went with it. I saw a Belgian double. I know we all love doubles. I actually didn't know that Pete was going to be drinking this with us today, but I hope you like the double because it's one of my favorite. Uh, varieties. I get the that banana bread situation on the nose a little, um, and then a lot of the just the the phenols you'd expect on a on a Belgian like the, the clove and mm-hmm. and um, I get a fair bit of uh, alcohol like a, a alcohol heat on the nose as well. Yeah, there's a little bit of the alcohol, so, and uh, there's a bit of the figginess to it that the uh, the stone fruit character that they talk about. Um, I I forget what mix it was but there was some kind uh, no you know remember the raisins in raisin bran yeah because they, like, they were like, covered in a layer of sugar so they were yeah, partially like, white but they but they were like the consistency was a little weird yeah because they're borderline freeze-dried yeah like that's kind of the that's kind of the stone fruit flavor that i get out of this one right now we are the raisins that make raisin bran so great hey we are the raisins that make raisin mark so is great. good for a lot of things <laughs> my my most favoriteest of them all is random commercial references. He's really good at them. Have you ever met Mark's mother? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, because she will do the exact my same mom, thing. My mom from, thinks he and his from, wife are the one, most wonderful company there is. From, from commercial, from commercials from back when she was a child. Yeah, like it's hysterical. 
Yeah, it, it, what's funny? What's funny to me is Mark is Mark is simultaneously annoyed and inspired by his mom. Hold yeah, on. hold on, we're getting another phone call. Oh, oh great! They'll they'll come back later. Okay. Um, I think as far as doubles go, the sweetness is present. I might like a little more of the stone fruit character rather than it just being the sweet fruit. I like when the uh, when the when you get more of that plum and dark raisin flavor come a little bit more present to it. But I'm enjoying this one. Yeah, I like this a lot, actually. Yeah. This, I would actually, I would drink this. You are drinking If it doesn't knock me out. Well, I will say that because of the amount of sugar and stuff in there, it does, it is pretty hefty. This one's at 7.5%. And I've had ones that are more, but that's pretty on par for a double. Yeah, it's on the higher end for a double, actually. But yeah, it's, it's, um, it's very tasty. I don't know what it is, but there's, I think it's just too much pear ester at the end for me. I like it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm picking, nitpicking. Like, I, I would drink the shit out of it. It's not like a terrible beer or anything, but it's. I don't like it as much as other doubles I've had. Yeah, this one's hitting all the right notes for me. I really do. I really do like it. Like I said, there were min- minuscule little things of how I might like it a bit more, but um, I'm gonna keep drinking it. Mark, you got any more uh, thoughts on this one? No, I'm, I'm. But I'm gonna have to give this a, a growler because I've essentially already had like. At least two glasses. Yeah, yeah, I saw him when we were, when we took our pizza break. I saw Mark finish what he had poured prior yeah. to that, and then I saw him pour more. And when I saw how much more he poured. I was like, he's into this. Yeah, like, I, I gotta say, <laughs> I, I like doubles a lot, and this is this one's really good. I like it. I gotta yeah. say, we had uh, meatball pizza, and a little bit of spiciness in the meatball went really good with the uh, the sweetness of that. It kind of gets that a uh, sausage and anise flavor that you get with, which anise is always is good. good. And I, I think that's the note. That throws me off a little bit on it. Is a little it, anise. It's, it's not that it's actually anise or licorice. It's right. just I think the combinations of flavors in this, it lends itself a little bit to that. And mm. it stays on my tongue. When it's in my mouth, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Or, that's no, what she no, said. What, no, that's what no, she said. I was going to say, no dick joke right after that? Yeah. Nothing? No, we nothing? Don't, we, <laughs> listen, you had to take the dick out of your mouth to make that joke, so we, we didn't need to go there. Oh, excellent. No problem. You can put it back soon. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. There's more sausage over there. I'm more comfortable uh, with it there. Yeah. Um, so Pete, what? So you're digging this? You like this kind no, of? No, I like this. Yeah, okay. this, is, this I would definitely. I, yeah. I, I would, this is something I could see myself theoretically seeking out. Right. Yeah. Like, what's interesting to me? It's a very outside the box like style we were talking about before. Like Belgians in general, yeah. people love them or hate them. It's like like our, our super fan and good friend Greg Kelly. He can't stand Belgian yeah, beer. He, he can't. He hates Belgian beer. He's a beer judge, a very knowledgeable dude. Keeps trying them. Just the whole. Esters and phenols kicked off from Belgian yeast are just like not his thing. Yeah. I can totally get how the the phenols from this are could be off putting um, to a lot of people. And to be honest, I've run into a couple that I've tried over the years that are just like nah, something about this one just is too much at this time, or maybe it's with a meal that it didn't pair well and it just creates a very volatile flavor feeling in my mouth. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not what I want. Yeah. For those playing at home, I realize I keep using this term esters and phenols. If you don't know what they are, esters are essentially fruit character. So it could be pears or plums or all those things. And phenols are, I don't know the exact thing, but they're they are clove, essentially. They're they are not, they're aromatics and such that are derived not towards fruit, essentially. Aren't yeah, they derived off more like oils and stuff like they're, that? They're spice flavors. Spice flavors, yeah. yeah. So clove, allspice. Anise. Cinnamon. Yeah. That no, type of thing. Like that. That's all the spices. There's no more. That's, we've listed them all. Ginger, need ginger, of course. Oh man, I'm going to digress for a second. The the uh, the TBC Cast Fest. So again, that's that was yesterday. Dubco, 
holy shit. They did a, a kettle sour with, I hope I remember, uh, it was definitely ginger, lime, and I think a berry. I'm not 100% sure. No, it wasn't lime. Ginger. Can't remember. The ginger is the important part. It was my, by far, the most, my favorite thing that I had there. And um, all the other beers, the ones that won, like we talked about the Skittles, Mead, and everything, they were all really, really good. I could drink that thing all day, giant pints of it. It would have been a keg if it was on the podcast. Like, that's, Just it was unbelievable. It was unbelievably good. So, Pete, where would you put this on the rating scale? What are you thinking of this one? Um, this is this is a four or five for me. I think really, Ooh, yeah. So I, no, I like this a lot. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go keg. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a keg on that, just so nice. we can have a keg on the episode. Woo, <laughs> keg. Um, I think for me this is gonna be a growler. Um, it's re- it's I can drink quite a few of these, and I you know this would definitely be the, my choice of a night and be drinking this for a day, mm. you know, or an evening. I'm gonna go bomber. Okay. I love it. I think it's a really well done beer. I don't know why it's not hitting me at this moment. I'm, I think I'm the broken one because typically this would be like right up my alley. No, I listen. I think you are. I think you're on, on par with where it is. I think you're. Uh, I think we're all in agreement that this is a really great start to the stuff that they're uh, they're making. Yeah, and no. that we've ha- that we have here. Um, I mentioned I mentioned the uh, the nonpareil universe that tie-in that they did with TBC. That was. That was a really delicious beer um, that they had. Like the, all the stuff that I didn't bring home, not because it wasn't good. It was just because you're, not, you're trying to put together yeah. something. Uh, I'm trying to put together a little bit of a flight. I wanted something that I know you guys will like too. But um, also with the uh, 32 ounce cans, like I don't want to get something that like I only just want a little bit of. I want to get something that, like <laughs> I like a little bit more. Yeah, I always feel bad when we we have the crawlers and like you know either we're just tanked and yeah you know we we have to dump them yeah especially when they're good yeah so. Um, are you guys ready for the next one? Let's do it. Poke shit in the woods. All right. There we go. So the next yes. one is the Universal Stout. Francis Wood. Uh, there you go. Pope Francis Wood. Yeah, he would. And he would use he would use biodegradable toilet paper, too. Make sure it's the right one. The one's made out of bamboo. Yep. Oh. I'm not kidding. I'm getting them. What? I don't, bamboo toilet bam- paper bamboo or, toilet paper, or yeah. bamboo uh, popes? <laughs> Both. Both. The bamboo pope. It's a bamboo pope made out of bamboo toilet paper. Yeah. This, this one's a little too full. Sorry. I think you have I think you have to go more all yeah. in. Mark, yeah, the, right. the first pour you need to be like, <laughs> you got to go like full judges pour. Oh, okay, I went. Uh, yeah, you try, you I went pussy footed it. Yeah, it's, it's like parrying in in in, uh, in in fencing. You got to go. It's you're Commit either parrying or you're not parrying. Yeah. yeah, that's a reference that like zero people outside of this room are going to get. Yeah, though, I didn't get it. Though three quarters of the people in this room should get it. That's <laughs> I said pretty good. Zero people outside of this room is what I said. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, let me pull back up the picture so I can get you some more of the details. Yeah, this is uh, weighs in. Oh, no, this is another uh, seven point six percent. So this is the Universal Sound Stout. Twelve different malts went into the making of this beer. Please don't ask us to name them all because honestly, we will probably forget one or two of them, and then we will look like frauds. Because in the end, we're all just humming to the neon of the Universal Sound. Okay. Brown note. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what I was thinking. Hmm. Um, love the dark black. This is not light black. This is dark black. Yes, it is. This is completely opaque. Um, you know, so we got that. It's got the lovely dark tan head on it. Pours the pour, looks. It looks delicious. Yeah. What do you guys get on the nose? 
Not a lot. Um, I feel like I'm picking up a little bit of a like milk chocolate, a little bit, but not a lot. I was gonna say like a little bit of like a flat Coke. Yeah, that's okay. it. That's a better. Yeah, that's that's, that's exactly what I'm getting. Because I was gonna say musty, but that wasn't it. But yeah, flat flat soda. Yeah, yeah, and it's the the beer is definitely not flat. No. no. Um, flavor wise, I the what it's got a, a an aggressive roast. That I don't know that I can drink a lot of. Like it's not that it's bad or anything. It's just it, it doesn't. It's not. It kind of attacks my tongue. I would say it's firm. I wouldn't say it's aggressive because I don't find it offensive. Pete, <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's these the are important distinctions, Pete? What's what's the <laughs> chuckle, Pete? I I just that was awesome. Keep going. <laughs> I I like that Pete's wearing his uh his law school hat on. Literally wearing his law school hat. <laughs> And that, so I would, I would think you could appreciate the distinction between the, uh, between Firm the words here. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I, I went for Still this. Still looking for that door. <laughs> <laughs> you can go with the at least, crickets at least anytime you want. At least, we didn't, at least we didn't tie you down like we did Cliff. Yeah. Cliff was trapped in my basement for a while. That was not safe. I was not saying, but he I gave him it for all those fake facts. <laughs> Listen, I gave him water. All right. Listen, he was he was watered. He was fine. Um, I like I. I think the amount of bitterness that you get from the roast flavor is appropriate and not overly powerful, and I liked it. I thought it was enough to. I thought it created the just the right amount to cut through the strong flavor. Of the beer, Justin. Is I mean, I like it, but I I can understand your perspective. Yeah. But you know, drinking coffee the way that I do, you know, it, these these are familiar flavors to me. So, I I get where you're coming from, but at the same time, I like this. Yeah, I'm not into it. I think it's closer to an American stout without oh, yeah. being a hoppy American stout. No, this has the like the the roast of an American stout. It's definitely been, yeah, yeah, for sure an American stout. Pete, what's your thoughts on this, man? I'm liking this, but it's not as interesting to me as the uh as the double, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but it it's it's good. It's a, it's a good beer. Okay. I can yeah. I can see myself drinking it, but I like the other one better. So what so now my question is, yeah. What about the what about this one makes you want to drink it less than the previous one? I think. Well, I think this is less sweet. So definitely that, less mi- mi- sweet. Yeah, that, that's definitely probably, less sweet. I feel like when I'm comparing the two. That's the main thing that's missing from one or the other that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeking. Right? Okay. So I, th- I think that's the main reason. I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's definitely objectively it is less sweet, but at the same time, I think it's the lack of those fruity esters mm-hmm. that also uh, make the other one. Even though it is it definitely has more residual sugar, it makes it taste like there is even more residual sugar in it because it has so much fruity flavor in it. Okay. Whereas this one doesn't have those. Yeah, I'll be honest, if if it if this were more of an English variety, like even with the level of roast that it has, if it did have like you know, like plum esters or something to go along with it just to like sort of give it a little bit more complexity, I'd probably be into it a little bit more. Okay. I mean I completely understand that. I think you would have um did you now you have had the uh the non-parel one, right? Oh yeah, I think you probably enjoyed that one more, right? Oh, definitely more. I mean, I'm in a similar boat to Pete. I like I like a little bit more of a sweeter beer. Yeah, generally. no, I, Gen- listen, generally I, speaking, so I am. 
so I'm going to try to be self-reflective on this one and think and say that maybe this one popped out to me a little bit more because I had tried a couple of beers and then I had this one where that might have worked as a little bit more of a cleaning, a palate cleaner yeah. to me. And so it stood out and went like, oh, hey, I'm enjoying this because it's now a new flavor. Like it's cleaned off all the other stuff and went, hey, you like this a little, like you can taste this now. Right, right. Um, I mean, I did have some water in between it and I did try to clear it off, but you know, sometimes it's just, it, it doesn't it just, scrub it off. It just sticks. Yeah. Um, I I think this is something that I enjoy. This is kind of my my flavor. It's got it. It does have the the coffee, um, the taste of coffee, like that kind of profile to it. Uh, a little bit bitter, not too not too sweet, but I can get behind this, and I can easily drink a bomber of this and enjoy it, and not have to have it be a uh, a special occasion or anything like that. This might just be a hey, I'm going to sit down with a steak and drink this. I agree. It's a twofer for me. Um, I like it. I don't like it quite as much as the double, but I still like it. How about you, Pete? I give it a 3-4. It's good. All right. Mark, here's the real question. Would you put it in your waffles? Oh, most definitely. Then we know it's okay. Then we know it's okay. Mark loves to take stouts and put them Stout in waffles, waffles are the best. and they're fantastic. And that's that's one of my I may, I make really fancy ass waffles too because I use yeast and I let it ferment overnight. Wow. Yeah. The batter you let ferment? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, that's one of my markers of is the stout decent? Like will will Mark make waffles good, with it? That's a good marker. Um it's good it's a pint for me. I don't think it's a, a like a poorly made beverage or anything. It's just not it's not striking my fancy will the way it is yours. Waffles. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually uh you ever hear of Good Mythical Morning? I am aware of on, it. On, on what is this? It's a show on YouTube called Good Mythical Morning. Okay. These two friends, uh, their, name, their names are Rhett and Link. <clears throat> That's fake names. I don't actually don't think they are, Holy honestly. Holy shit. Um, I'm not sure about that at all, but they have a show. It's every day, like 15 or 20 minutes. They do shit like, will it waffle? Like, they take shit and pour it in a waffle maker and see if they can make it waffle. <laughs> um, they do a lot of, like, blind fast food tasting challenges. Okay. Show like that. It's a very entertaining show. There are two people who, if I had to watch more than fifteen minutes of them, I probably would find them and kill them. But, but for 15, fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes is like the right amount. That's the sweet spot of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. You said will it waffle? I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's a thing that, yeah. that, that, that these people do. Um, yeah, if, I uh, I want to like this more, but I don't. Pint. Okay. So I'm I'm feeling good about my choices so far. I think I think I'm gonna count these as a. One win, one 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 win, one okay. Not a not a loss, but, I, listen, but an okay. I, I think they're both wins. I think they're both really good beers. Yeah. It's just not like I, when I crack, I tend to lean more English in my stouts and porters than I do American. So right, I will say that normally. Would you like some crumpets with your tea? Yup. Normally, English Always. English style porters and English browns are much more my favorite. But I think this one, just in particular, just drew my attention, and I said, you know what, I kind of like this, I think you guys might like it too. Badass one. The last one we have is the Double Dry Hop New England IPA called the uh, What the what New Drip. Oh. So let me uh, pull this up and see what we got here for so, the details so of P, it. So are you aware of the New England IPA? Do you know what that is? Is it a beer? <laughs> that was deep, Pete. <laughs> Look at the big braids on bread! <laughs> there we go. Holy shit, you come up with that one all on your own, boy? <laughs> um... You must be from Texas. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is beer. Um, so we had an IPA earlier. We had that um, 
uh, non-alcoholic IPA. Okay. New England IPAs are the opposite of everything that people want in beer for the most part. The, before now. Can you pass the fire hydrant over, please? I can. They, uh, they're really opaque and uh, you can't see through them. Most, most of the time you want extremely clear beer. Haze Bros. Haze Bros. And then on top of that, it uh, it tastes like juice. Like it's supposed to yeah. taste like orange juice or, you know, with a little bit of bitterness and still beer. But it is a, a, a newfangled style that has only existed for, what, probably maybe a decade at most? I think we're probably yeah, at the decade mark yeah, now. Yeah, probably about that range. So it's like the Belgian double's been around since, like, ever. It's a Trappist beer made by monks. You know, like, it's very rich in long history. New England IPAs came about... And all the people on the West Coast in California got their panties in a twist because they were like, what the fuck? Beer's supposed to be clear. Why isn't this bitter? This isn't an IPA. The fuck? Yeah. So there's a lot so of... So trying to steal our shit, bro. Everyone's like, yo, it's a fad. It's going to go away. No. How's it's it here. Away? It's not left. It's not going to leave. I I, when, I run, when, I, when I run the two competitions, it's the, the by far the largest table of entries that we get. Like, it's one of the few times you have one single style of beer for an entire judging table. Usually there's not enough entries for a particular style, <laughs> so they get combined with related similar styles. Right. Just because you have a limited number of judges, and you can't be like, oh, you two, you've got three. And, oh, uh, you two over there, you've got 12. Right. So, yeah, this is uh, an interesting uh, interesting style of beer. You definitely got to want to rinse that. Yeah. Um, so the new drip is a uh, 6.6%. They ha- use Citra and Vic Secret hops. I'm assuming oh, it's Vic Secret. It is not V I C. I wanted to make sure because yeah. I'm not as up on that one. Yeah, no, it is Vic Secret. No more of that old stuff. This is the new drip: electric orange juice with laser beams blasting out of it. If you aren't ready for it yet, don't worry. Your kids are gonna love it. Assuming that they are of legal drinking age, Second Dog Brewing LLC and its <laughs> subsidiaries do not condone or advocate for underage drinking. <laughs> I like it. I appreciate the effort and energy of whoever's writing their descriptors because they're they're putting a little work in, and I like that. And I love the uh, and to know I do know movies. That's a Back to the Future reference. Yes. See, see what I did there. I got that. Fuck off. Um, this smells. Fucking amazing! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get uh, a lot of like tangerine. Yeah. Um, the citrus fruit. Huh? There's a little. There's that kind of underlying floral note to it. That's a, that I believe is that citra hop. See, I'm smelling the it. same thing that you are, and coming to the exact opposite conclusion. Really? Yeah. You don't yeah. smell any citrus. No. No. He I'm does, saying he I'm, I'm smelling that. Yeah. By coming to the opposite conclusion of you. <laughs> What conclusion is that? Please enlighten me, because I'm confused as shit. Mark hates it, because it smells like orange. Oh, sorry. Now I got it. Okay, yeah. word. Okay, sorry. <laughs> now I get it. See, the conclusion to me was the tangerine part. I Not whether I liked it or not. And I'm like, wait a second. You're smelling the same thing, but you're coming to the opposite conclusion? So then I thought to myself, okay, you're smelling the same item, but not smelling the same thing as me. That's where I decided to, to rest oh. on that. Oh, look at... <laughs> oh, Mark hates it. Mark, I knew Mark I'm sorry, this. Mark. That's all right. Okay. So here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's back to faces. He's doing the... That's where I'm at. He's doing the tongue. Here's the thing. So this to me is a hill... Like, this is a very good New England IPA. But this is the Hill Farmstead New England IPA. Yeah. The, like, upper northeast New England IPA with the... Which is where New England is, by the way. Right. Facts. 
It's a little redundant there. So, uh, geographic region of the United States comprised of four states and one commonwealth. Fucking Massachusetts. And basically, if you like New England, the New England Patriots, you live in the you live in New England. Otherwise, you'd like a real football team. Um, but it, the pithiness, fired. the pithiness, and the bitter in the finish is what I don't like about this style of this like sect of New England IPAs. Yeah, this is super pithy. Yes, I understand. There are some that definitely hit the sweeter notes on it and really focus on more of that. Um, this one does have a little bit of the orange juice pith going on there. And I, I don't hate. That. I don't hate this. As I and drink I it, that. it's better. And I, these are New Englands that I like. This is I sometimes. Sometimes I like orange juice. I like orange juice. I like. I love. Orange I like juice. this kind of flavor. And you know what? It kind of brings me back to the, one of the shitty beverages that I used to drink in college of the Brass Monkey. Oh, I've God. mentioned a couple times. Brass Monkey. Uh, which was which was hurricane malt liquor and orange juice. And you know what? You fucking drink that thing down so fast and get destroyed on it. And it was delicious. I feel like the citrus character in this beer is high enough that you can make some ceviche with it. <laughs> I would like to try. I would eat it. I would. I, would I, I probably that. would too. I would go so, on that. So, Pete, like, what do you? Are you like talk over there? I want to make sure you're okay. I'm okay. Uh, my first reaction to this is um, no. <laughs> But then, as I as I try it, I I feel about this like I feel about Bjork, like I respect the artistry, but it's not for me. <laughs> I think I think we might have a new rating. Like I think we I think we just added a sixth rating. This of Bjork. Is, this is this is Bjork. Like I, I there's I I can. I don't want to Bjork. <laughs> I, I give this a Bjork. As as a as someone who doesn't know crap about shit, I I I, I can tell that there's stuff going on here. That's not necessarily bad, but it's not for me. That's actually a really good way of putting it. I think this is an incredibly well-constructed beverage that I I don't want to drink more than a pint of. Because of me. Because of my issues with this particular style. I'm not a usually IPA fan to begin with, and I really only like the ones that are like super, super juicy. And this is juicy, but it also has that pith part that I I can't handle. Right. Yeah, I I taste multiple layers and complexities going on here, but it's not for me. Yeah, makes sense. I have gotten to the point where I really love New England's in the sense of in like a, a day of drinking like this when they act as that break on the palate um, because it is the polar opposite of those dark stouts and some of the other stuff to, and really the double too like it's really on the other oh, side of the spectrum. Not even close, yeah. Um, I think it provides a really good way to kind of give yourself that reset on the palate. And I appreciate that. I also really like how cleansing it just, just that cleansing feeling of it. As I drink it reminds me of orange juice in the morning, not after you brush your teeth. Cause that's a horrible sensation. Um, Unless you're Mark and you don't use mint toothpaste. Yeah. Cause if you sit, I hate mint, but I haven't gone over that dark side yet. I, what flavor are you rocking right now? Is it strawberry? No, cinnamon. 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 Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. I guess you're right. I, I should have remembered that. Marcel about team big red. Over uh, Team Cool, uh, so, winter, winter which drink. is really it's fucking unbelievable to me that you have cinnamon toothpaste. Look, not because it's cinnamon, look, and I'm the brand this- is close up. What was that? What was the opposite? I'm drawing a blank. What was the opposite? It was Big Red. And what was the other one? Was it 
it's winter something, right? The blue, the blue package. I didn't know there was an opposite to big red. I know that whatever it is, I want that. But well, it's mint. You don't like mint either. Well, I don't, but I like mint a lot more. Big red makes me feel like my tongue is on fire. <laughs> it does. It tastes like burning. <laughs> like like Ralphie was right. <laughs> I feel like burning. So for me, for the uh, I don't know. Like I love red hots. I like red hots too, but like I want one of them. No. And I certainly don't want them coating the inside of my mouth. No, red hots are trash. They're trash candy. I will say that right now. Where do you wear that? Is my this? hot take? On red hots? Yeah. Trash candy. They're they're no, they're trash no. candy. No, I'm not not good with that. No. They're, they're, you know where they belong? In the trash. In the trash. With Boston baked beans and Good and Plenty. Fuck them too. Oh, well, what's really funny is Good and Plenty's last time I had them was the weekend I got engaged. Okay. And we were going up with Garrett and Louise in Louise's like big truck mm-hmm. and she dropped all the good and plenties on the floor. Oh. Not all. I didn't know it was all of them because she was handing them to me in the front as right. I, and I was eating them. She decided that it would be hysterical to hand me the ones that were on the floor and I got one that was covered in sand. Oh, why? She was apparently mean, which she's not mean. She's not mean. She, she's she thought it was funny and it was funny because I went, oh my God, what happened to good and plenty? She goes, it was on the floor and I go, are all of them on the floor? She goes, Yeah. Like, are you eating them? She's like, no. No, I ate them. They were on the floor. <laughs> She's like, you asked for them. I'm like, you didn't tell me they were all on the floor. <laughs> but yes, good and plenty's belong on the floor. Yeah. Good and plenty is trash. Mike and Ike's are the shit. Good and Preach. plenty's suck. Preach. No, it was, it was just a testify. This oh. is not a high oh. This isn't a high five. This is just a testify. <laughs> oh, okay. This is just me at church. She uh, stands alone. All right. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. There you go. Um, so for me, this one's going to be, I'm going to put this one probably at a bomber. Um, I could go down two of these and be like, all right, let's go. Let's go. And as my always statement is, this is a uh, brunch beer. It is very mimosa like drink, drink this instead of a mimosa and let's, uh, let's go. We were rocking beer mosas yesterday. I don't know how we were doing New England that. IPAs with, uh, with orange juice. Okay. That, that makes sense. I could yeah. drink that. I would, I can't preach against that. Mark, how how far down the spiral do you want to put this one? Uh, it's a tasting. Okay. <laughs> I will not finish what's in the class. Mark. Mark wants to bury the empty crowler in the backyard. <laughs> where, where are you at on this? This is a solid Bjork. <laughs> okay. So is Bjork a zero for you? Is that what this no, is? No, no, no. It's a one. I, okay. I, I respect what's going on here. I just, I, would, I wouldn't seek it out. I'm going to go, I, I go pint. I, I think that I could drink a pint of this and I wouldn't be like unhappy or anything. I just, I would, I could maybe even drink more than one pint. It just yeah. is not going to be consecutively. I agree with that too. I like, I really like it as a change of pace beer. Yeah. Really well made. Yeah. I think all of them have been fantastically constructed beers. And I think the, um, and from the ones that I tried at the brewery that I didn't necessarily bring back, like none of the, I, there wasn't any of them that I said, this is bad beer. The closest thing was the hibiscus one that just the flavor was very intense. And I was like, that's not for me in the way. And I think that's just too much going happening right there. The sentiment when we were at the club meeting is ever, everyone universally said the, the beer was, yeah. was very good. And I will say the the biggest fan, and they mentioned that they have this is the third time that they've had to uh, brew it now. So that means they've made at least 15 barrels of it, um, is the uh, California Common. Yeah. Which... I thought was another really good one. That was like right there. I, I, because most of you guys didn't enjoy this one as much as I did. I kind of wish I brought that back for you because I think you would have enjoyed it a little more. Not a big deal. Um, but all in all, Sekatog, you guys are doing great. All right, Tom, you got good work going on there, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they uh, what they come out with next. Hopefully, in the spring they'll start to have some new beers coming out and uh, 
you know, with only a five barrel system, they're rolling stuff through pretty quick. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope to get back over there soon. It's also in a interesting spot to go and, and get some food. Is yeah. you know, it's definitely lively around that area. It's 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 a storefront like right on the road. Yeah. So it's it's not your typical like let's drive into a industrial area right. and find this. Well, holy shit, there's a brewery here. <laughs> yeah, there um, there's two restaurants right by right by there that are decent. They um, I don't remember the names. But yeah, they're right around the corner within walking distance and. I service the stop and shop that's immediately across the street from them, and so frequently I'm pulling in there and just going, I can go across the street and get a beer, right? Like it's okay, right? And then I realize that they're not actually open at you know eleven o'clock in the morning. No, <laughs> when we went <laughs> there, they had or even before three p.m. Yeah, yeah, which I'm never there at that late. That makes me sad. Part well, I'm glad that, that Pete could join us. Pete, thanks for thanks drinking for having some, me again. Thanks for drinking it's some been uh, fun. some. Actual beers with us this time. Yeah, I, yeah. Not, not near beer, real beer. I think I'm all right. So, of the beers that you've tried, to, so last one, because I have a feeling you're not going to be able to hang out for round three. No, no. Um, of the ones that you've tried today, which style are you going to go out and say, like, hey, man, I want to try one of these? Like, we bring it, we're out somewhere, you see this on the board, what are you going to try? Belgian double. Double? I think I like that. I like that. Like all right. That. Yeah. I can, uh, well, I can provide you with plenty of Belgian double. Yeah, we got not, not not the other stuff, the the vinegary. What was that? That was that was a sour. That was a wild yeah, sour. I'm not a sour guy. Okay, that's not happening. Sounds good. I'm glad we I'm, I'm glad we uh, we brought you over, buddy. Thanks. I'm glad Appreciate we got you into me. the the. I want to try something uh, a little crazy. Yeah, this was interesting. Thanks a lot. Awesome, man. I appreciate. It. All right. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and cheers for local beers.